Hey, Granville Chapel youth, welcome back to our 40 Days with Jesus podcast during Lent. This is a really special episode for a few reasons. One, it's our last episode and it's Easter Sunday. So I'm really excited about Easter Sunday. Another reason it's exciting is because I'm not alone. I'm here with Maxwell Jansen and Kiara Bennett. You guys want to say hi? Hey, Mike. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. Like, literally, we're like crammed in my bedroom closet. This is now my recording studio, and it's hot, right? Oh, yes. I have, to, I have to say, I love the work you're doing at Greenville. Thanks, Max. I love the work you're doing. I appreciate it. And I you, Kiara, I love that. Thanks. <laughs> so, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to dive into Luke chapter 24, the same chapter that uh, we heard preached on at Granville Chapel this morning. So I'd like you to grab your Bible, open it up, and let's get into it. All right, guys. Um, so here we are. We've got the Bible open in front of us. And um, as I was thinking of this passage this morning and thinking of what to say, one thought struck me, and it was that last year, about this time, I was in Israel within our city, and I actually got to go to Emmaus, which literally is a few kilometers outside of Jerusalem. And so when I read this story, it takes me right back. So it's this little place and the archaeologists have dug down and they actually found sort of the actual road from that time. So you got these old stones you're walking on and beside the road, you've got the sort of the foundation of these houses. So if you can imagine a, a house all crumbled down and just a couple feet of wall. And so I'm, I'm walking down there feeling like this is where Jesus appeared to this person named Cleopas and whoever else it was. Maybe it was his wife. And so I'd walk into the little side house and think maybe this was the house where Jesus sort of went in with them, told them all these stories about himself and then broke the bread. So when I read this, it's just really story, uh, a special story. And again, it underlines for me, like I've been saying this whole podcast, that this really happened. These events really happened. And that gets me excited. And it, it makes me think, too, that, you know, it's a very ordinary place. Jesus is, for us, ordinary people. So then when I was thinking about this this morning, I actually got to go for a bit of a run before the day started. And the, the, I was going down Bridgeport Road, and the sun was coming up. And it was making me think of Easter Sunday. And I noticed the sunrise and the thought that came into my mind is that that sun is coming up no matter if we're awake or not. Whether we're ready for it or not, the sun is coming up. Just like Jesus rising, he, no matter if we knew he was going to rise again, he did. Those disciples, those people didn't know it was going to happen, even though he'd said it. Um, no matter if they deserved it, his rising was happening and it was unstoppable. And that made me start thinking about my neighborhood, that Jesus has risen for these people who may not even know it. So then I came home and uh, we were talking uh, with Max and Kiara around uh, the breakfast table as they were getting some things ready. And Max, you had a few reflections on this passage. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you thought? Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, as you were talking about the sun, I kind of, it brought me back to uh, me just reading the Gospels lately. Um, and coming up to the resurrection here on this Easter Sunday, I was thinking about the context of what the disciples must have been thinking at this time. Um as Christ was there walking up to the cross and as he died, I was just thinking how not only did Christ die that day in their minds, but so did their faith and so mm. did their hope. Mm. Um, and so did their 
will to live, honestly. They were following this man around for so long, believing everything he said was truth, that he was the king, and then he up and dies. And and so maybe Cleopas and his wife were those people. Their yeah. faith had just been shattered, and they're kind of walking home with their heads low. Yeah, 100%. That's I believe that what all the Jewish people were doing, everyone that was following him, hearing his stuff, if you see him die, that's must have been a very shocking thing. So as they were looking at him and as they were seeing that, um, little did they know the Lord was still working in the background to do the most amazing thing in the history of the universe, mm. um, forever forgiving our sins through that. And I think that's just the beauty of even how it ties in with the sun um, and the sunrise and the sunset, just how whether we believe the sun's going to show up tomorrow or it's not, it will, no matter what. We can choose to stay in our houses and not look out the window and see it, but it's working and it's mm. going to be there no mm. matter what. And I just think that's the beauty of the Lord, um, that he's always working and his plan will be carried out no matter what. So, Amen. Preach. That's, <laughs> thanks, Max. And then, Kiara, you were we were talking a bit and you had some reflections this morning on the passage. Yeah, well, I guess something I've been thinking about in this Easter season is just how personable Jesus is. And I know that's something we're taught in Sunday school, that he is human, we can relate to him, he's personable. But I don't know if it's always something that I felt. Um, I kind of look to this Jesus a little bit who was kind of stoic and always righteous and good and kind of always did the right thing. And he was calm when people interrupted him. He was um, always calm when there was something crazy happening like the storm or a million people, 5,000 people <laughs> needed bread and fish to eat. Um, yeah, this always like calms you. I heard in a, a sermon from the meeting house, uh, Pastor Bruxy Cavey said that we even sing songs like Away in the Manger where we sing um, the little Lord Jesus, no crying he made. So we kind of, we looked at this Jesus who from the start doesn't cry, doesn't have this kind of emotion. But actually when we look to the story of him going to the cross, we see a Jesus who uh, eats with his people on the last supper um, and laughs with them and is deeply connected with his friends and his disciples who um, weeps as he's on his way um, on the donkey Mm-hmm. and who um, gets tortured and beaten and is, is just um, so distraught that he um, is like feeling forsaken by his father. So um, not only is this Jesus physically beaten, but he's emotionally beaten by the guards and the people who are torturing him. And he's actually dealing with a lot of loneliness, I think, as well as um, all his disciples, the people who have been following him around are all of a sudden nowhere to be seen when he's at this really low point and... Um, yeah, I actually think in this moment is that's something that we can relate to a lot. I think a lot of us are feeling a lot of loneliness. Mm. Um, and sometimes it might not seem like Jesus is someone that we can turn to when we're feeling lonely, but I think we can be confident that he knows how we feel, whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, um, or like a spiritual pain of distance and loneliness. Um, yeah, that's something I've just really appreciated with about Jesus in this time that, um, he resonates with every deep um, pain and emotion that I feel and I can turn to him. Um, but ultimately he's conquered that and he is, um, yeah, he is victorious over those awful feelings and those things. And so we can be confident that he has good plans for us and he will see it through to completion. Mm-hmm. And I think in this story, so I think those disciples, Cleopas and all the disciples were feeling all that. And then he appears to them, it says, like in verse 36, while they were talking about all that has happened and these rumors of him resurrecting, boom, he's in their midst. 
and you, uh, you can just imagine the smiles and the celebration. And I think they're a little awestruck because he has to say, like, actually, give me some fish. Give me some bread. Like, he's proving to them he's not a ghost. It's really him. It's a tangible thing now. It would have been, I imagine, just a party. Um, and so I think then they wrote it all down. And they were talking to believers like us that might not have believed because here we are all these years later. So... You know, this morning after we ate, after we talked a bit, we actually went on a Zoom call with some of the youth and leaders. So actually, I recorded a clip, and I'm just going to bring you in on a few of their voices. I think it adds a lot to what we've just said. So I'm going to let you in on that. So here we go. Okay, so this is actually a very interesting chapter um, because I was listening to um, a podcast, I think, last month um, by Ravi Zacharias. And he talks about uh, a part of this chapter where Jesus is talking to those men, those two men on the road to uh, MIS and how the two men were like, kind of, they didn't really understand the whole idea of Jesus dying and then having to come back to life. And so Jesus explaining that uh, or explaining to them the whole history of, from the beginning, uh, Moses and the prophets, and then to the present day, and uh, and then um, yeah, and so, and then Ravi was saying how, kind of like Jesus took all of history in that moment, and then he was, and how God is like the author of history, and how it's important to kind of see that every day of our lives, God is writing more of it and it's it's interesting because i I can't really explain it the way he did but it's just mind-blowing how um those two men got a got a kind of a a nice uh history lesson but at the same time god is not just the past he's also the present and the future so he lives in all all time i think i'm just looking forward to spending time with my family and yeah really cool just how you know thinking back to the passage this morning that the moment uh, Jesus chose to reveal himself or that he was to reveal to the two disciples was when they were sitting down together over a meal and just how precious that time in community is and how yeah God created us uh, to be in community and with others and yeah, in this time that might look different in these smaller groups, but yeah, God met them when they were just two of them there. He, he didn't, yeah, and two ordinary disciples. So just, yeah, really cool thinking about how we're ordinary. We're not the special leaders of huge congregations or so, but Jesus is looking to meet with us as ordinary people, no matter how big a group we are. So then after we talked a bit more about the passage, we uh, I asked some of the kids, I said, what are you looking forward to uh, for Easter, and what are you excited about? So Aaron, Son, and Emily Lawrence had a few things to share. So here's what they uh, contributed to our call. Well, I think it's a, it's a nice coincidence how this morning... Um, it was really, really nice weather. It was just like a nice reminder of like, um, 
of like sometimes we I, this is just my personal thought um of like sometimes how we look over certain days because um they're like boring or they're cloudy or the weather is not great and we just sort of like we go through the motions but like um on specific on specific days we sort of look back and we're like oh it's like you know we're so lucky to be alive mm. yeah that's just sort of the one thing that came into my mind this morning um well yesterday my mom taught Megan and I how to like blow eggs so you poke like two teeny tiny holes in the top and the bottom and then you have to blow out the yolk and then you can dye them and hang them up. So we're probably going to do more of that today. Mm -hmm. So those are just a few of the voices that shared this Easter Sunday morning with us. And uh, as we end, I just want to, uh, as we do, bring a question and a prayer for you to think about as we finish this season. And the question I have for you is this. What's one thing you've learned about Jesus or thought about your faith this Easter season? It's been a really weird season. But what's one thing that you've thought about Jesus that you want to add to your life, that you want to think about more, that you want to bring into your everyday as you go from this Easter season? And secondly, a prayer. Let's just pray and thank God for the amazing gift that he came and the, yes, he died, but that he rose again. And as he rose again, he literally conquered death. Death, and even this fear of death our society is living with now, does not hold a sting. It doesn't hold a candle to God's life. Let's hold on to that. I think that is what is going to make us distinct and uh, live in this world with hope. So there you go, folks. It's been a real blast making these podcasts for you in Lent 2020. So whatever you're doing today, I hope and pray that you are full of hope and praise. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the amazing weather today and this week. And um, have a great week. See you later. As we look to the day When all injustice will bow And every voice will cry out